You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hi, welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Thanks so much for listening in. Today, we continue our discussion on homeschooling a child with unique needs that we began last week with subject matter expert Felice Gerwitz. If you haven't listened to part one, I'll be sure to have a link to that episode in my show notes for today. You know, unique needs may be remedial, gifted, illness, and everything in between, and we're trying to touch on them all. So let's jump back into our discussion. This is how a friend of mine, um, she had some unique learners, and she got some training in brain training, basically, um, because it was fascinating to her. And she used to say, before you can put the information in the computer, you have to fix the hard drive. So if the hard drive is broken and you're trying to do this program, oh, this program works and this program works and this one costs, you know, $800 and this one's $500 and this one's $300, you're spending all this money on a specific curriculum or something that isn't going to stick because the hard drive is broken. So by the repetition, by listening to them read ad nauseum, you know, with a very simple book, by playing, you know, games where they're matching again, um, you know, with a timer so that there is some kind of goal, you know, and you can just play it for fun and then you time it on your phone and just see how long it takes. So you've got like the longest version of what that's going to be and then you just keep you know, going back, you know, a little bit more. Okay, well, we did that in two minutes. Let's see if we can do it in one. Um, even things like super simple puzzles, you know, those big wooden puzzles, you know, you can have your kids do and let's time it. The other thing my friend did, which was a nightmare for me, because I think I have auditory processing. So an audit- another thing for an auditory processing is, you know, do you like, um, you know, people would tell a joke. So people would say, you know, everybody's laughing at whatever the joke punchline is. And it takes me a second, you know, like I have almost that delayed reaction. And then it's like, a, then it's funny. It's because my brain is processing. And so, whereas I talk a lot and I can write well and I read well, the processing part, if it's an auditory input, is going to take me longer. You know, we all learn differently, right? So some people can just read it and remember it. So you're strong visually. Some people can hear it and remember it. So you're strong auditorily. Some people have to hear it and write it. And then they remember it. That's me. You know, I need both. And if I do that, I don't need to look at it anymore because I've remember it. So that's why I could take notes in class and didn't really have to study as much because I remembered a lot of what I wrote down. Um, and if I was just listening to it, like audiobooks are different because it's a story, right? But if it was like, you know, let's listen to a biology book being written, you know, shoot me now. <laughs> that would be terrible. 
Um, you know, and that was like what I was finding with one of my kids. I was doing like even drawing stuff on the board and we did a simple cell, you know, amoeba. And then I said, okay, close your books. And, you know, what's the cilia or what's the nucleus? And he's like, well, you didn't cover that. And I just, you know, I'd covered the, the, the uh, marker board and I said, open your book. And he opened it and it was like, how the heck did you look at it and copy it and not get it? You know, because for him, he was more interested in getting it right than it was in really focusing. So then we went through it and I had him point to each word and I told him what it was and then he could do it. So it was just that additional, you know, instead of saying, you're not listening or this makes me really angry every time you do this. And, you know, I call that, you know, character assassination. We have to try really hard. You can maybe think it if you have to. (laughs) When you spew it out, it's hard to take back. And you want to be encouraging to your children. And sometimes you just like, like just in the reading, you know, I just told you I had two kids who graduated from college with honors. One didn't read till she proficiently till she was 12 and the other one 14. And it wasn't for lack of trying. We just did different things to build up those successes so that when, you know, that child was reading proficiently, she was reading proficiently. Now, both of those children still can't spell to save their lives, you know, and one's an educator who's writing these words on the board. The hilarious thing is she'll, she'll, um, you know, teaching history, there are some, you know, really unique names and she'll put them on the board and she'll say, okay, who wants to pronounce this for me? I'm like, that's fabulous, you know? And so she's like, yeah, I'm probably going to butcher it. So, and the kids love her anyway, but why do they love her? Because she's showing a little bit of, you know, vulnerability there. I think that's, that is such a good point that with our children, that while we need to be more parent and less friend, we do still need to show that we're human. And when we make mistakes, if we don't, like that scripture you were talking about to take our thoughts captive. And the reason is, is that if we're thinking something negative, then we're more apt to speak it. We've got to take our thoughts captive so that we can control our tongue. (laughs) And so that way our kids don't get that. But if we do mess up and get frustrated with them or um, get a little short with them, say something we shouldn't, then I feel that it's good parenting to apologize and, sh- and show that human side, you know, we're all um, fallible human beings. And so I am really sorry, I shouldn't have said that Absolutely. to you. And that's a way of training them that people shouldn't talk to them that way either. And they shouldn't talk to others that way. So you teach them it was acceptable for someone to treat them, you know, and that you care enough to say you're sorry, but also teaches them to apologize. So I love what you said about that, right. about the showing your human side. Yeah. And, you know, I'm wondering, you have a degree and I'm, I, for someone like me who doesn't have a degree in like special education, can a mom or dad homeschool their child with unique needs? Oh, absolutely. And that's where I was trying to explain at the beginning that how they prepared us to teach our children and uh, in the classroom, you know, when I say our kids, um, you know, my daughter's not married and she's always talking about her kids. <laughs> I said, yeah, you do. They, you adopt them. You know, they're your children. Um, but, you know, in a homeschool situation, they are your kids. And it didn't work, Crystal. 
you, if you're only, yes, you can input the information into an area that is a strength for them, right? So you're getting that info in. But if we never remediate the weakness, how are they ever going to overcome it? And that's where I'm saying, you know, there's a lot of things like doing something simple at the beginning of the, of the day with even doing any kind of five minutes of physical activity is supposed to get your body warmed up. And, you know, we never really did that because I didn't find out about it till later, but it makes sense to me. Like if you have a little small little stationary trampoline or you have the kids, you know, do a little bit of an obstacle course and start that there every morning like that. I know as parents were like, ah, and then how are we going to calm them down? But then you would just, you know, bring them back to like some little Bible study or whatever your little reading is. You could do a short story or a chapter in a book. You know, then start out with your morning routine, even though we homeschooled, we did, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance, we knelt down, you know, and said our prayers, and then we got started with school. So if you have a routine, kids love routines, um, they really do. And I'm not a big routine person, um, but I found that that was a way to get everybody calmed down and, you know, get the day started. And then... You know, when you start in with whatever that educational uh, thing is for your kids, you know, whether it's, um, you know, doing something group time wise or individually, the frustration, again, happens when, you know, you as mom and dad are saying, well, I can't deal with this because I don't know what to do. And there's, you know, so many different things out there. We did um, on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, there is... Um, a special needs podcast. So it, if I don't know, I'm pretty sure you can still access it. So, cause we have a whole new system now. So, um, but if you go to um, more shows, there's a link. And if you go onto that page, there's another link there where um, someone who was really working with a special needs. Um, the other uh, thing I will tell you is if you can just work on the training of the brain, which is with the games. I mean, even with this remediation program that I used with my children, and that was what I, you know, they they used to have a home kit that was, you know, back in the day, $500. But the people who had the in-person, um, which is one of the reasons I'm not telling you the name of it, um, they had in-person storefronts where you would go and they would work with your child they were upset with the home kit because it was taking away customers from them, but it was very expensive. So you're talking about anywhere from seven to $14,000 for the year to, to pay someone to work with your child. And basically they were doing a lot of what I'm just sharing with you right now. They were doing a lot of remediation types of games. And the idea of a game is it's non-threatening. It's non-academic, you know, they still, once they got you the processing working faster, and that was the other thing I was going to throw in um, earlier is that we had a little metronome that the tick-tocking, and you can actually get an app on your phone for that too. And that tick-tocking in the background, I think it was at like, um, it started at 90 and you worked your way to 120 per minute, drove me nuts because I can block things out if I'm reading and, you know, all this stuff's happening and this is a really good story, you know, I can, I can do that. But that TikToking was really, but what it did was it got the processes going quicker. 
So, you know, you're, you're basically hearing this little snapping in the background when you're talking and trying to, you know, do a lesson and they're supposed to not focus on that. And if you have a visually, you know, a child who's strong, um, auditorily, that's not going to bother them as much as a child who needs that processing. And you're playing that when you're doing the puzzles or when you're doing the games. And, and you know, it, it's, it's funny because it's like even the kids who like the Legos or the puzzles, even those kids can be strugglers. So it's, it's okay, um, you know, like I said, just like the, um, the one game, it's called Set. That's the other game. And it has all different variations of what you can do, and then they're harder. But all of those things are are working on your visual, and then with that tick-tocking in the background, that's working on the auditory. So you're getting it different ways, and then that is, you know, sort of what's re- um, wiring your brain and it's it's get your brain is basically it's just like it's getting stronger you know it's not like oh you need this specific pattern no all of the the games and everything that we we played at home were all the same no matter what their diagnosis was so even the child who had the auditory was doing the same thing as the one with the visual because you're just working on getting that hard drive fixed and, you know, reprocessing and refocusing. Here's the, the other thing. It was an hour every single day. Yes, you could skip Sunday, but you really needed to not skip because if you did, it's just like saying, okay, we're going to run a marathon and you can, you know, train every day except for maybe one day a week. But you know what it is. If you've ever trained at all for anything physical, you really can't stop. So it's that kind of thing where you are constantly working toward that. And it was, it was about 72 hours of training. And in that time, that's where, um, you know, like, basic consonants were um, introduced and then the basic vowels were introduced and just like any kind of very basic remediation and reading if you've got younger kids even if you have older kids and they have that aspect of it um and it it just you know it worked for us and again you don't necessarily need a degree um in fact i would say that you know in, in many ways that 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 help will help you of not having to unlearn like I did. So true. I, you've mentioned so many ways that, you know, we can work with our child to overcome a unique need. But in, like you said, we know our child best. And who else is going to love our child like we do? And so I think homeschooling and not having per, perhaps a degree can be a strength, you know, and because we'll, with, with anything, when we see something with our child, we will do whatever it takes to meet that need. We'll research, you know, we can, we'll find a way for our child. But if, if they're in a classroom, they might get kind of lost in the cracks, you know? And so and what advice then do you have for parents who they want to homeschool, but they're intimidated, or maybe they don't feel like they have the resources to homeschool their child with you with unique needs. So a lot of um, what the educational system does is they accommodate. 
they don't remediate. So that would be the first thing. If you don't think that you can do it and you look at a school and you find out that all they're doing is accommodations and what's an accommodation, that means, oh, your child can't read. Don't worry, we'll read them the test. Oh, your child can't do the math. Okay, well, you know, we'll give them two years below grade level or whatever that is. And that was that's usually the definition of a specific learning disability in my day was you're two years behind in, in any one academic area, meaning reading, writing, or arithmetic. You know, they're not going to go into history and science. Uh, so um, if you find out they're just accommodating, I want to leave you with this really quick story. And that is um, in college, you know, my child who was able to overcome her, you know, disability, dyslexia, um, she could go into college and, you know, graduate with honors, whereas her roommate um, said, oh, yeah, you know, here's the library because she was taking us around the school. And uh, she said, um, you know, and then pulled out this card. And I said, what's that? And she goes, oh, yeah, I have like all my tests read to me. So here's a child who could not read, was going to college and had a card that said, you know, she, I don't know. I don't remember. I was just like, so shocked crystal. And I'm just thinking, and she was fine with it because she had done that all through high school. And so to me, it's like, um, you know, sending your child into a situation with a handicap instead of a unique quality, you know, yes, you may not be able to fix everything. You know, you're, I mean, I have, trouble spelling stuff, you know, and you've written 20 something books. If you can work on getting whatever that specific need is repaired, rather, it's just like, okay, so you had a stroke. I'm sorry, you just can't walk anymore. Or you had a stroke. I'm sorry, you just can't talk anymore. We would never think to do that. But we think that it's, it's the same exact thing. It's like somehow the patterns of the brain just need to be reworked and re, you know, our brain is amazing. You know, like, what do they say? We use 10% of our brain. Mm -hmm. So if we can do that and have new, it's called neuropathways and get those new neuropathways going, you can do it. Um, And so if you find a school that remediates and doesn't accommodate, then that may be a good solution. Um, but I feel like, you know, homeschooling is so unique. I, I just uh, recorded for Vintage Homeschool Moms um, is my podcast on the network. And I recorded um, a, several shows this month of, of September. I don't know when this is going to air, but in September. So if you're listening to this later on, um, go back and listen to those. But like one is on, you know, homeschool differences and why um, homeschooling is a wonderful alternative. And then also on your homeschool focus, and that's making memories and how we can make memories not only as a family, academically, and, um, you know, individually, because each of my children did something unique as a homeschooler. You know, two did not go to college, yet they're successful and have their own businesses. You know, my oldest, the child who, you know, caused me the most white hair, um, he is a Lyft driver. And, you know, Neil doesn't not have a friend. You know, he's got these little old ladies who want him to, like, he picks up one guy from church every Sunday morning. And he gave him a ride one time. And he said, hey, would you, I can get to church. I just can't get home. You know, like 
people in his neighborhood take him to church. Every Sunday, he goes and picks him up and takes him home. And so he's got his little, you, you know, repeat customers that love him and, you know, will, um, you know, that he, he deals with and, and, you know, they're so happy when they see him, you know, again, you know, cause they, they use the app. So, um, so, you know, he's, he's in an area and it's, and he's had a lot of jobs and just that haven't been a good fit. Um, and then the other one is, you know, running our construction company while his dad recuperates from a foot surgery. And so, you know, he, he does extremely well and he buys and sells, um, all kinds of equipment and, uh, you know, just does, extremely well on the side. And that was part of what we do as a, you know, just to give you encouragement as a homeschool parent, you can allow your children to explore the world and find their passion. And some kids, you know, Mm -hmm. just want to sit and think like my uh, grandson, he'll just, he's happy just hanging out on the, you know, swing outside. And there's eight kids in that family. And, and like, you know, my daughter said, yeah, he just like, if he can get out there by himself with nobody there and he's like looking off into the, you know, they have a, a, like a waterway behind their house and just like looking out there, she goes, I don't even know what the heck he's thinking about, but he's just happy, you know, just to be by himself for a little bit. How do you ever get that amount of time if you're go, 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 and you just got home? Okay. Now we have, we have homework. You know, it's so wonderful. You don't have homework as a homeschooler. You know, you get it done. And if you don't get it done, then yeah, you're going to have to do it that night. Or guess what? You know, my thing was, you know, no, don't worry. Oh, don't, don't hurry and get it done. You can do it Saturday. <laughs> you know? And they're like, no, I want to get it finished. Um, and it also, the, the thing I love, and it's just like a, the, the whole William story with him on the swing is it gives you time to think. So I just think that, you know, so many parents are overwhelmed they have jobs, they have illnesses themselves. And so you have to look at it and say, you know, is this a good season for me? You know, it may not be the perfect season. We also have, you know, uh, some great alternatives with, um, you know, there's uh, one of our homeschoolers, Lisa Nearing, um, she has, you know, a company um, that's also, um, on the ultimate homeschool podcast network. And she, you know, they, they teach specific classes, you know, where you can just pick and choose. And so I think that there's a lot of availability now that you don't all, you don't have to do it all yourself. And so that is such a blessing. Oh, that's so true. There's so many resources and um, some States you can even uh, access some of the public school um resources, even when you're homeschooling and different Mm -hmm. things. So it's really research your options. And then if you're feeling called to homeschool, then the only way to get started is to start. You you just got to jump in, you know, and uh, trust God for the results. I, you know, is what I say. say. So love it. Well, before I let you go, where can listeners go to connect with you online? So I'm all over social media, but probably spend more of my time on Facebook. Um, so that's where you can, you know, with fully Skirwitz, just friend me. And then um, I do, we do have Instagram and Pinterest and so forth, but those are managed for me. Um, so I'm not really on there as much. We do have um, a homeschool podcast network of, uh, I think it's called homeschool 
Podcast Family. I believe that's our Facebook group. And that is one I would love to have more chatter in because that would be fun to just have more people. We have, a, it's a large group, but we don't have a lot of chatter going on. So if you have, you know, specific questions that would be, that would help other people as well. And then um, I have the Vintage Homeschool Moms podcast. And then I have another one that I podcast weekly, and that's a few minutes with God podcast. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Felice, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about homeschooling unique needs. You've given such a wealth of information as always, and I love having you on. Take care, Crystal. God bless. Many of us are homeschooling a child with unique needs, and I'm so grateful that Felice could join us to share her expertise on this topic these past two weeks. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us. This is a two-part episode, so I'll be sure to link to part one in my show notes. You can find my show notes for this episode and all my podcast episodes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss a single episode. And connect with me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Military Homeschool Podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.